Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency? It's because we burn through this super mineral so quickly. Now, this powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 600 reactions in the body. Now, it is your best friend if you need more energy, better sleep, a faster metabolism, improved digestion, and not to mention happier periods. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my Essentially Whole Magnesium Restore Supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code PODCAST and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com slash magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. Have you ever scrolled through Facebook or Instagram and wondered why some of your friends or family members look way older than their actual age and why others only look half their age or 10 years younger than their age? is one of life's great mysteries, or at least it used to be. Throughout most of history, experts blamed accelerated aging on genetics and told us there was very little we could do about it after we reached a certain age, right? You hit that age mark and then you just fall off the cliff. But we know today that is not the case. We now know that a big chunk of the aging process is actually determined by our lifestyle choices, especially the ones that we make on a daily basis. I'm talking our everyday habits. Now there are good habits, things that can extend your youth for a very long time, things like reducing stress, walking after meals, taking supplements, even getting deep restful sleep. And then there are not so good habits, right? Harmful patterns that can disrupt your hormones, steal your health, and age you much faster if you are not careful. So today I'd like to focus on the latter and share 10 of the worst everyday habits that could be killing you slowly, as well as give you some amazing tips to slow down, even reverse the aging process. So here we go. Number one, eating the standard quick and easy American diet. We all know that food is the best medicine because it is molecular information, but it can also be the worst poison for our bodies. Most, if not all of us grew up in the all-American food pyramid, right? You remember that in school, surviving on highly inflammatory foods full of processed oils, added sugar, gluten, additives and preservatives. I mean, honestly, I'm an 80s baby. So I 100% grew up on all of the fast foods available. I remember the McDonald's chicken nuggets. I remember the Pop-Tarts. I even remember the Kool-Aid, you know, and the cornflakes. I mean, talk about processed food. That hits the menu right there. And a lot of our diet did not include organic fruits, veggies, quality protein, and fiber. I would say that most of my diet was fiber-less. So it's no wonder that 85% of women have some form of metabolic dysfunction and unfortunately are on their way to chronic conditions. Now eating primarily processed foods and trying too many crash diets can also speed up the rate in which your cells age. Research has shown that diets high in sugar and advanced glycation in products known as AGEs also speed up the body's aging process. So what do we do? How do we get out of this dilemma? Because food is such a major lever here. Well, one, we are always choosing whole unprocessed foods and shoot for mostly organic fruits and veggies. Next, balance your meals with a lot of protein, fiber, healthy fats, and complex carbohydrates. And I just wanna really quickly put a stamp on the fiber piece because we are getting so much less fiber than we need. 
I believe it is 90% of women are not getting the adequate amount of fiber that they need every single day. And 97% of men aren't getting the adequate amount of fiber. The average person lands around 11 grams of fiber. We need closer to 50 grams of fiber. And some would argue even more than 50 grams of fiber. And fiber is playing such a big role in our gut health, our blood sugar regulation, our metabolic health, that if we were to up our fiber intake, it would solve half of the obesity epidemic. That is how big of a player fiber is in this whole conversation in terms of reducing chronic disease. That's my tangent on fiber. Next, stick to an eating schedule, preferably a circadian-based intermittent fasting schedule, so 12 hours on, 12 hours off. For example, if you finish eating at 7 p.m., and I'm talking food is done at 7 p.m., Um, until 7 a.m. the next day. And that is one of the best ways that we can really set ourselves up for success is really giving them the break that they need to optimize and recover while we're sleeping. And if we can aim to eat at least three hours before bedtime, say 7 p.m., then we really give ourselves a great chance of supporting our cellular longevity. And then eating meals at a similar time every day can actually help you make better decisions regarding your food choices and the quantity of food that you're consuming, right? If your body is consistently knowing when you're gonna eat meals, I love the concept of three meal magic, right? Where you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Um, staying within that circadian-based 12-hour window. You really allow your body to have all of the molecular building blocks, information to function, and you are not starving or hangry or dealing with crazy cravings. Number two, not balancing your blood sugar. More than 90% of all people are basically on a perpetual blood sugar roller coaster, meaning they are spiking their blood sugar almost daily, which can actually cause many age-related health problems. Studies have shown a direct link between aging and elevated glucose and insulin levels. Reducing your added sugar intake may be one of the best solutions towards longevity and feeling your best. So I highly recommend checking out episode 492. It was just a couple weeks ago where I featured the 10 massive benefits to cutting out added sugar for all of the reasons and tips. Now, in short, your body makes glucose from carbs and quickly digesting carbs from refined and processed foods in particular can contribute to higher levels of glucose. This causes all kinds of symptoms, including cravings, weight gain, especially in the midsection, I mean, AKA belly fat, brain fog, and cognitive decline, and honestly, so much more. So I just want to share some quick and easy tips to balance your blood sugar because let me tell you, keeping your blood sugar in optimal range of 70 milligrams per deciliter to 110 milligrams per deciliter is really the name of the game to overall longevity and staying ageless. So here are the tips. Number one, reduce your added sugar intake, right? We are consuming more sugar than ever. So finding ways to reduce your added sugar intake is a must here. Number two, intermittent fasting. And I'm talking about, again, the 12 on, 12 off, circadian-based fasting. Number three, build metabolically healthy meals. Number four, drink apple cider vinegar five minutes before meals or up to 20 minutes after a meal. Or eat a veggie starter, like a salad with a vinaigrette that can really help and support. Walk for 10 to 15 minutes within a 90-minute window after eating to drop that postprandial glucose spike or rise. Number six, try my mega incredible and effective blood sugar balancing herbal supplement called Glucose Support. If you do not want to drink vinegar every time you're having carbs or you're eating a dessert, I highly recommend trying Glucose Support. Um, It has 
some of the most potent herbs at, again, not only a bioavailable dosage, but at a like a dosage that's actually going to move the needle when it comes to fasting um, and blood sugar and insulin levels, either before meals or after meals. And that's really when it counts is that after meal. So having a supplement like this, I usually recommend before breakfast to kick off your blood sugar for the day and then before your biggest meal of the day, which is often dinner for most people. Some people it's lunch, so kind of just figure out what it is. Um, So taking it twice a day really helps to support stabilizing blood sugar and lowering insulin resistance. And number seven, use tools like continuous glucose monitors to monitor and collect your body's data, right? It's You rarely know if you're having a blood sugar spike. You rarely know what your fasting blood sugar is when you wake up in the morning. You rarely know what your blood sugar, you know, is jumping from between meals without being able to actually measure it. Now, do I believe that you need to be measuring it constantly? No, but I do believe that it's important to have that level of accountability because blood sugar deregulation is such a critical piece to like, all the diseases out there in terms of metabolic diseases, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, dementia, right, even cancer, that the more that we know about what's going on with our blood sugar on a day-to-day basis, the more that we can make real-time decisions about what we're eating, how we're eating it, and when we're eating it. And again, with the, the name of the game is keeping your blood sugar within optimal range. Wouldn't you want to know all the ways to be able to do that? Yes. And then once you know, you can then be create a kind of a protocol or a way of eating that supports you in that sweet metabolic spot. Number three, allowing stress and anxiety to run your life, right? And I don't think any of us are really allowing stress and anxiety to run our lives, but man, sometimes we could just be bringing the extra drama. I know I've lived in that place and I've been unavailable for relaxation, right? We can kind of get caught up in the tizzy of just so much going on and Here's the thing. We all experience stress on occasion and multiple occasions. But did you know that too much of it often can lead to premature aging and cardiometabolic diseases? When you're stressed, your body releases cortisol, right? A hormone that has harmful effects not only on your body and your metabolism and your gut, but also your skin. This can also lead to a condition known as estrogen dominance. Such a big piece when it comes to hormonal imbalances. Actually, cortisol can lead to deregulated adrenal function, thyroid function, insulin function, um, menstrual, you know, menstrual dysfunction, and an imbalance of your sex hormones, right? Cortisol is just creating a hot mess for all kinds of systems in the body if it's being overused. Stress also creates free radicals in the body, damaging cells, and leading to signs of early aging. Fortunately, there are ways to combat the effects of stress and keep you looking young and vibrant. So here are some of my favorite Remedies to beat stress and anxiousness. One, make time for yourself every single day to practice self-care. I get it that self-care looks very different for everyone and can induce anything from meditation to reading, walking outside, a laid back spa day, or just light movement. Honestly, get in where you fit in. For me, walking outside is one of my favorite ways to reduce stress and having a really solid morning and night routine that can just book in my day to have me feeling really good. Working out is another way that I love to reduce stress levels, and I always do a meditation before going to bed. So again, I have built in all these different little habits throughout the day to ensure that my stress does not get out of control because I have lived a life where that has been the case. Number two, set boundaries at work and with friends. So don't let other people's expectations and drama 
dictate every aspect of your life, right? Mm, nobody wants that. Number three, try breathing exercises like the 478 breathing technique to calm you down when you feel overwhelmed. One of the things that I look at when I'm looking at this is I wear a whoop strap and I'm actually going to have um, Kristen Holmes coming on talking about recovery and, and stress recovery most importantly. But a feature on the whoop strap that just literally happened last week is it measures your stress in real time. But it also looks at your heart rate variability, which is how your body and your, your cardiovascular system is managing stress. And you really want robust heart rate variability so that you're able to really manage stressors when they come around. So I love looking at this and monitoring it at real time because it dictates how I'm gonna operate in my day. If I wake up and I have a body battery that's not looking so hot and my HRV, my heart rate variability is in the crapper and like for due to lack of sleep or whatever reason, um, I'm gonna modify my day based on that information. And if I also see that I'm seeing higher than normal stress levels, because it's literally looking at my stress in real time 24 seven, I'm gonna be integrating more self-care pieces to reduce my stress levels. So it is nice to be able to measure some of these things, especially if you know you already have a tendency towards overwhelm and stress and just a really, really busy life. Um, having something like a whoop strap, I know other devices do this as well, where you can measure what's going on and how you're managing stress in real time can really be an indicator of how to nourish and love your body. Like on days where everything looks super optimal, I can push harder. I can go the extra distance, but on days where it's not looking super hot on my whoop strap, I know that it's not the day to push. So I think it's important to have that kind of information so that you know which days you can really get away with pushing versus not. And then my recommendation is making sure that you are well supplemented with, again, vitamins and most importantly, minerals. One of my favorite minerals to help kind of calm the body um, is magnesium, magnesium glycinate. It just calms the mind, it relaxes the body. Um, an Epsom salt bath is a really great way to get relax the body and get some good magnesium. But especially if you find yourself dealing with mental chatter before bed and you just can't seem to get to sleep or stay asleep at night, I highly recommend at least 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate, um, which is four of my magnesium restores before bed. This is the sweet spot for me. I take four of them every night about 45 minutes before bed and I sleep so well until I'm awakened by my toddler. <laughs> and that's a whole nother thing. All right, number four, speaking of sleep, a lack of quality of sleep. Now I'm just gonna be straight up and just, it's confession time. I have been getting the worst sleep the last couple of weeks due to family staying over, friends staying over, who I love, I love having people over, but that means Kingston's in our bed and, um, and Kingston being sick. And so, gosh, it just, it's crazy how quickly it adds up where, you know, not getting, like I've been averaging five to six hours of sleep. And let me tell you, most people can't function on that. I definitely cannot function on that. And I have just found myself heading slowly into mama burnout. Um, and so I've been really diligent about getting to bed, gosh, at 9 p.m. right now, just to make up for the big sleep depth I have. But it is, man, I, it's, it's very tangible. I can feel being low resourced. Um, I feel like I'm finally kind of crawling out of this low resource place. But man, it's crappy. And it affects everything in my life. And it, I know if you struggle with sleep too, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So if you find yourself exhausted all the time, 
or you are snappy, or you are edgy, or your brain just isn't working, is probably due to a lack of sleep or a lack of deep, restful sleep. And this is a common issue, especially as we get older, especially for women as we get older. Our hormones play a major role here, particularly progesterone. Um, when we start to lose her, um, gosh, as early as our mid to late 30s, it just feels like our sleep just goes to the wayside. And so super important to have a great sleep routine. Um, don't have toddlers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but making sure that you're getting, you know, the right amount of sleep that is essential for your overall well-being. And how do you even know that? Well, one, you can cut, you feel what it feels like. I don't need a whoop slip strap to tell me how crappy my sleep's been, but it's a nice reminder um, of what it needs to do. What I love about, again, the whoop strap specifically is it has a little sleep coach app built in and it is, it is real talk. Like it's giving me the business around seven o'clock in the, in the evening about what time I need to be asleep to even get back to some level of normality. And so I really do appreciate being told like, get your butt in bed by nine o'clock or tomorrow's gonna look a lot like today. So again, having wearables that can tell you this is so critical because sometimes we just need to be reminded that yeah, we need to take care of ourselves in a big way because otherwise, you know, women, we'll just keep pushing. Push, 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 push ourselves right into the ground. And that I do not want to have happen to anyone. So here's some five sleep hacks. If you just check in with yourself in the morning, and you ask yourself, man, like, did I get the kind of sleep that I needed? How do I feel this morning? What's kind of my battery battery for today? Like you can ask these questions to yourself without um, a wearable. Although I do, if you can afford it, get a wearable. You can, or a ring, whoop strap. There's all kinds of wonderful devices. Those are my two favorites for sleep. Um, and then start hacking it, right? So again, try to get an average of seven to nine hours of sleep every night. I'm definitely an eight hour kind of girl. Um, and some may need more than others. Kind of just, again, listen to your body and know that, you know, your body's going to let you know through fatigue, irritability, mood swings, brain fog, edginess, right? Overeating. These are, if you're wearing a continuous glucose monitor, you're going to see it on your, you're going to see it in your blood sugar. It is, it is clear that it affects you on a metabolic level and is just completely depleting you across the board. So again, if um, just check in with yourself and you'll know, um, no screens one to two hours before bed or at least one hour before bed. Dim the lights, um, try to have incandescent bulbs instead of LEDs, right? Just have things on a low setting so that you're not overstimulating um, and messing up your circadian rhythms. Um, have good sleep hygiene and consistent nighttime routine. I have a, a sleep meditation that I do every single night before going to bed. And that sleep meditation, I don't care how wired and tired I am, it will knock me out every single time. It's about, I want to say, 10 minutes long. I, bear, I rarely make it to 10 minutes before I pass out. Um, and then have a, a nighttime supplement routine if nothing's working. Again, the Magnesium Restore, four of those, game changer, 600 milligrams. And you may even need to go up to 800 milligrams. You know, figure it out. Find what works for you. And then I also love my Zen Sleep because I love the passion flower. The, it's a very small amount of melatonin. The 5-HTP for serotonin levels that I want to boost when I am sleeping. It's just got a lot of what we need to make sure that we're getting gentle sleep and help to restore our body in real time, especially the brain. So I take a combo of Magnesium Restore and Zen Sleep together. Um, about again, 45 minutes before going to bed, I will have the link for that combo. I sell it as a bundle at a discounted price. 
in case you want to go and check that combo out. Number five, which I hope no one listening is doing this, is smoking. Now, I just can tell you right now, probably one of my biggest pet peeves in the world is cigarette smoke. I hate it. I hate it. If you're ever smoking around me or my son, ooh, that mama bear in me comes out, especially if you're smoking anywhere where I'm exercising, like if I'm running a lake or I am hiking, oh, I will, I'll extra just get set off. So it's just one of my things where I just hate it. Um, so many experts are calling sitting the new smoking, but honestly, I still think smoking is horrible for you. Um, I believe this one speaks for itself, but for those who need to hear it, smoking ages you faster than just about anything. I mean, you're just literally sucking in poison and then you're exhaling poison, which the rest of us have to suck in, which is just awful. Quitting can be super difficult. I get it. My sister is quitting smoking right now. Um, I've had best friends who've smoked. Um, obviously, I've never had a partner who smoked. That's just, that n- it would never work. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to consider smoking if you are a smoker. Um, just don't just don't ever smoke around me. I'll tell you what. I have a lot of empathy for people who smoke, but I just don't ever do it in front of me. Um, it, hypnosis, patches, um, there's all different types of therapies out there. So, you know, again, try cutting down. Um, just, you know, figure out a way to to get rid of it, especially for us as women. So it has, so I don't know if you know, but smoking is worse for women than it is for men. Yes, worse. And we we have a harder time quitting. I think it's because of all the stress we deal with. Um, so we are more likely to go back to smoking. Um, and because of that, the toxic load on our little systems, especially our endocrine system, is just too much. Like the, the toxic load of our everyday environment is almost just too much for our endocrine system. Add smoking to the mix and pfft, it is is a done deal. Like you're talking about system-wide inflammation, poor metabolic health, accelerated aging, ugh, all the things that you do not want over time. And then sitting, number six. Many experts are calling sitting the new smoking. And eh, I mean, sitting is not good. (laughs) Sedentary life, mm mm-mm. Sitting is hard on your back, your glutes, your abs. It can crush your diaphragm over time. It leads to poor posture and postural issues that can cause a host of other issues. And it's also driving a sedentary lifestyle, right? So if you want to feel young, stay healthy, reduce the risk of accelerated aging, it's essential to break up the amount of time that you spend sitting with regular breaks throughout the day. Plus, who wants to sit all day? That's just my feeling. So what I do is I, I, I take at least two to three walks throughout the day. Obviously, we work at, I work out of my house. We have a really big office kind of um, off to the like it's like secluded in a part of our home. Like you have to go downstairs to get to it and everything. Um, but even if I can't get out of the out of the room, out of our office, I will do burpees. I will do jumping jacks. I will do. I will walk around on calls throughout the office. Um, my little Fitbit um, has you know a little indicator to walk 250 steps every hour. And let me tell you, come hell or high water, I pretty much hit the nine different times a day that I need to be walking 250 steps or more throughout the day. So again, having a little Fitbit indicator that's like beep, beep, like it just like gives you a little buzz to tell you your booty hasn't moved 250 steps in the last hour is a great way to get up and do something, right? Squat it out, do push-ups. I mean, lunge it out, all the things, right? Go and get some water, walk back, just take breaks as much as you can. Um, and again, there's just a couple things to also consider. 
Um, try working standing up occasionally, as I mentioned. Um, get a standing desk, or if you work from home, consider getting a treadmill desk. They're a little bit on the pricey side, but we're about to get one, and I'm so excited. Now, mind you, I love to be outside in nature. I love to be outside in general. So um, it's not going to replace my going outside. It's like my ultimate self-care. But again, just be mindful. And I highly recommend getting some kind of smartwatch or even a little Fitbit that can just buzz you when you need to get moving. That leads. This leads to number seven, a sedentary lifestyle. So the only thing worse than sitting too much is not moving at all. The lack of any activity or exercise can significantly impact aging. It can also lead to obesity, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and more. As people age, they may experience decreased muscle mass and strength. And it's and here's the thing: we absolutely decrease in muscle mass and strength unless we really work hard to preserve it. It starts in our 30s. It's like 8% decline unless you are consciously working at maintaining it. So maintain it, right? So you want to stay active and fit as you age. So find something that you love and that keeps you active. Maybe it's pickleball. Maybe it's tennis. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's hiking. Maybe it's running 10Ks, um, whatever it may be. Maybe it's Zumba or yoga or it's lifting heavy weights, getting where you fit in. Uh, If you aren't having fun, try exercise that does light you up, that does feel good. Maybe it's swimming. I don't know, whatever it is, find it and do it. Do something small to stay active every day, like stretching before bed or going for a couple of walks midday, maybe after dinner. And again, you know, hit two birds with one stone, walk after meals. Um, That is a great way to optimize and get your blood sugar in the right range. And you're getting, you're moving your body, you're getting outside in nature. There's just so many wins. Um, And it's important to stay active as we get older, even if it's just around the house. Things like daily chores, getting up to stretch, walking every 30 minutes, um, doing things around the house. I love, right? I love neat um, movement where it is non-exercise thermogenic activity, whether that's walking to the grocery store, running errands, doing folding laundry, unloading the dishwasher, doing the dishes, making dinner, um, doing things around the house, gardening, all of that counts. Um, And it adds up, right, to that basal metabolic rate, especially that resting basal metabolic rate, which is really how we burn calories. So that's what we want to be looking at. Number nine, drinking too much booze, specifically booze. Uh, No secret that alcohol consumption can affect your health. But did you know that it can also lead to premature aging Um, There's a lot of talk about the health benefits of alcohol or lack thereof, right? But we rarely talk about how it makes us look older. Um, There are potential benefits of certain types of alcohol, maybe red wine with antioxidant content. But honestly, I think the verdict is still out. And my, I call BS on it. I'm just going to call it um, that there are more negatives to drinking alcohol than there are positives, period. That's just the way it is. And in the newest, some of the newest research in the Lancet shows There's no real amount of alcohol that is great for women, and there's no real amount of alcohol specifically for women under the ages of 40. And so just a heads up, um, it messes with your blood sugar, um, and it leads to a lot of unhealthy issues, especially unhealthy weight gain, belly fat. um, It messes with your brain. I mean, there's just so many links to alcohol being an issue linked to fatty liver disease, cancer, heart disease, and stroke. So the rule of thumb is that way less is the better play. In other words, a glass of wine here and there, like a glass of wine at a birthday party or a glass of champagne celebrating the new year, it should be more of a rare occurrence than it is an everyday event. 
I know that I just did an episode and I don't remember exactly what it is, but I promise to link it to this episode of why I decided to um, stop drinking um, for this entire year, except for the, the one time I did when I decided it just wasn't worth it. And one of the reasons why I decided it wasn't worth it is, again, I do wear these wearables. I remember having, I had a CGM on at the time, because I don't always have a continuous glucose monitor on, but I had a CGM on. I, I had my whoop strap on. I had my Fitbit on. And I will tell you, not only did I not feel the very best the next day after even just a couple of drinks, I immediately thought to myself, like, why did I do that? Like, and that's what I always found myself saying the last year or so. Occasionally when I drank, it's like, ah, it just, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. But then when I saw it on my wearables, everything tanked. It all looked crappy. My sleep was crap, whether I got eight hours of sleep or not. My heart rate variability was was crappy. My body recovery score was crappy. My blood sugar was crappy. It all, it all, like my body was like, uh-uh, it, this isn't working for me anymore. So again, just note that whether you feel like crap the next day or not, that can really speak to it wasn't worth it. I promise you that your metabolism, your blood sugar, your heart rate variability, your sleep, and your overall bandwidth um, took a hit because of that drink or that alcohol with dinner. I know this is an unpopular truth, but I just want you to know that it's true. And um, and I will say that alcohol hits us harder, women harder in general. Um, it, it adds up in a way that's less favorable for us. So if you've been on the fence about it and you've been thinking about it, I'll tell you less is more in this situation. You are gonna, your future self, your healthier future self will thank you um, because you majorly decreased alcohol consumption. Number eight, getting too much sun. Now, there's a lot of us that are probably not getting enough sun, especially we're coming out of the winter, right? We're finally in spring, but it is true that we can get too much sun, right? So harmful UV rays, obviously UVA and UVB rays can be very harmful. Um, be mindful. I always wear a hat. I always wear sunscreen. Uh, some of my favorite sunscreens um, I wear um, for Kingston specifically is Badger. We, we use Badger for Kingston. Um, I use Anne-Marie Gianni's sunscreen. I use doTERRA's sunscreen. Um, there's a couple other, I, I think it's not Think Baby, but um, I, we use Think Baby for Kingston, but Think Sport for sunscreen. So again, um, all non-toxic sunscreens. Badger is often the one that we always have on us at all times, but we're just really mindful about being out in nature and enjoying nature, but we've got hats on, we've got We've got some sunscreen on. I mean, we live right at the beach. So um, it's it's a it's always a consideration. Um, and obviously, tanning beds are a no-go. <laughs> and sunbathing, right? So just be mindful about your sun. But also, get out in nature. So there's that. And then number 10. We're finally here. We made it. Not drinking enough water. Ooh, right? Staying hydrated is one of the easiest ways to stay young and feel great. Yet most of us don't get enough water. This can quickly lead to a state of chronic dehydration where you don't even realize it's happening and, and that alone can rapidly age your cells without ever feeling the direct impact until it's too late. So again, stay hydrated. My favorite way to do this is kick off. This is the first thing you do in the morning. And I don't, you know, you could say like, okay, I know I'm about to drink a bunch of coffee, so let me make sure that I'm hydrated. That, do it. <laughs> but I start off, I have this, it's right here sitting next to me my 30-ounce Stanley cup. I feel like it's like a part of the mom entourage just to have a Stanley cup. But man, it is so convenient. So I get it. So I, I fill this up with water and a little bit of ice and I put a element 
electrolyte in it. I put like a raspberry salt or a citrus salt or an orange salt. Um, and I suck that sucker down all the way, 30 ounces, done, just to start my day. And then I have my coffee. I refill this multiple times a day. So I'm pushing at least 80 ounces, if not more. But because I'm still breastfeeding, I, I kept seeing in my labs that I was mildly dehydrated. And I was like, okay, I need to step this up. It is, if you've been dealing with headaches and migraines, if you just feel sluggish and funky, or you're dealing with cravings, go to water first, right? Drink a glass of water. Um, anytime I feel like I have a craving, I go and drink, you know, 10 ounces, 16 ounces of water. And man, almost every single time, I'm not hungry anymore. My body was just like, I'm desperately thirsty. Please hook me up. Um, add lemon to alkalize your water and open up your detox pathways. And the National Academy of Medicine suggests drinking anywhere between 72 to 100 ounces of water every day, depending on your weight. So that's my recommendation there. Put some lemon, some, you know, put a little bit of stuff. And then just note that I have a great belly Slim Dem water that I love. Um, it helps to de-bloat your belly in the morning. And it, you can do it anytime. But it's in a glass container to um, a, a pitcher that can hold... Uh, what is that? A a you know a big glass pitcher, but I'm, I'm forgetting exactly. Two liter, thank you. A two liter peach pitcher. I do a big like a squeeze of a whole Meyer lemon. Um, I will cut up some cucumbers, and I will do about ten to fifteen mint leaves, and sometimes a little bit of ginger or cayenne pepper. Um, and I will add my element um, electrolyte as well um, into it. And I will just shake that up in the Stanley and drink that to kick off my day. So again, make it fun, make it easy, but just have it with you again, out of sight, out of mind, have it with you 24 seven. You know, often I'm carrying my son and carrying my Stanley cup at the same time, which man, is it just gets a little bit heavier, but it's worth it because I pound so much water and often my son wants water too. He is such a great water drinker. He doesn't drink any juice, anything like that. He is Water and and decaffeinated iced teas. That is the occasionally a, a baby chino, which is just um, organic unsweetened almond milk that's steamed, and he likes a little, a little baby chino. That's basically what he's drinking. Um, and so again, we're a big water family. Do your best to have it be purified water as well. I mean, you know the deal. Just you know, set yourself up for success. And if ever you're feeling hungry, drink water first. And there, that is it the 10 everyday habits that are killing you slowly and what you can do to turn them around. Um, if you are loving these tips today, be sure to subscribe for more easy tips to heal your hormones and upgrade your health. And if you have a second, be sure to rate it. Just rate the show real quick. That way more women can find me can find the show so that they become the CEO of their health. <laughs>